0: Welcome to another episode of Earl Tom's Podcast. Today we're going to discuss what I refer to as the process. I know that, you know, if there are any football fans out there, you're probably thinking, you know, Nick Saban, Bill Belichick, those those type people that build that, um, which is true, but... At the same time I wanna I wanna turn it over to the business aspect of it because a lot of things that you know in sports that these coaches do translates over to the business aspect of life. Um <clears throat> but if we start and we just kind of look at, you know, say what Bilichek and, and Sabin have done, if if you if you look at, at their process, um they have a certain way of doing things. The people that they hire, the players that they, that they have, they get them over to be able to do things the way that they want them to do them. You'll have a lot of players that buy into it, that are successful, but it's not a fit for everyone. So when you look at, at what Belichick and, and Saban have done, and and you go out there as far as the business aspect of it, it correlates super easy if you just think about it in a in a very simple way that you look at Belichick and, and Sabin, for example. How many titles Belichick has won, how many championships Saban has won. Some would argue And it would be a good argument that Brady was the key to Belichick's success. That could very well be because the Patriots didn't have a good year last year, but Tom Brady went on to a new team and you know won the Super Bowl. Um, You look at Saban, the same thing. He takes different assistants. They move on every single year. He puts in new assistants and winds up having the you know the same success that he's had in the past so their system their process works for them because it 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 fits what makes them the best at what they do so when you come over to the business side of it i see all the time and there's there's nothing wrong with with copying what someone else is doing and you need to to a certain degree but if you take say Saban for example and you look at, at his success versus his assistants that he's hired that's moved on to to different jobs and you know head coaches assistant coaches those kind of things he's actually never lost to any of his assistants before now that could very well change because you know there's always a first time for everything. But his system and his process works so well for him that if you look at it in that way, his other assistants that he's played against as as new head coaches have never beat him. So what those assistants do are take his process and try to try to put it in their own team But it doesn't work, because if it worked, they would have beat him. So what I'm saying when I I, I say this is, you take pieces. You don't take the entire process and completely copy it. There are certain things, like I said before, that, that are good. You know, marketing, those kind of things, those work for certain people. But when you get into the actual nuts and bolts of what actually makes your company operate, Those have to be individual. A lot of people are going out there now and they're, and they've done it for years, and they wonder why they're not making any money. When, when I first got in the business, I started in a lot of ways, copying what I had learned as an appraiser. And some of that worked to an extent, but the appraisal profession was a very slow profession. You go in and you pretend that it takes you a long time to do an appraisal when in actuality it doesn't take you long at all. We just wanted you to think it took that long so we could charge you what we did. So when I, go into, when I started going into to wholesaling and investing, I was taking that same mentality, do the process slow, do those kind of things, and I was missing deals. So after a little bit of time and a little reflection, I realized that I can still operate slow, but I don't have to rush it, so to speak, because if I rush it, then I force things and I make a mistake. I do it out of emotion, not out of a good decision. So what I wound up doing was simplifying my process. The appraisal part of it, I, I let that go. I sat there and did the exact same thing that I had always done as far as, you know, determining a value, coming up with a renovation cost, those kind of things. That that analysis stayed the same. But that's the only thing that I left slow. Everything else I had to change and adapt to the new aspect of real estate because What works for one aspect of real estate doesn't always work for the other aspect. What I wound up doing was as soon as I would get a lead, I would look at it and go, you know, are they in the ballpark? A lot of times, and you know this, people will contact you and you won't have, you know, an asking price or something like that if they opt in on your website. A lot of times they won't won't give you an asking price. <clears throat> if they if you call them, you have some sellers that say, "Make me an offer, in all honesty, I very rarely just make an offer because I always tell them i 'm not going to compete against myself. You have a number in mind or you wouldn't have called me so when you want to tell me what your number is, feel free to call me or let me know, but i 'm not going to compete against myself so Have I lost deals because of that? Sure. I absolutely have. But I am not going to go into a negotiation on the losing side right off the bat. And that's what, if you go back to what Belichick and Saban do, it comes over to the business side as well. Because they don't go into a game on the losing side ever. They outwork them. They know exactly what the other team is going to do. Now, the other team may have some surprises for them. They have to adjust, and then they get it under control. But they never go into a game not prepared. So that, in my opinion, is the same as going in, someone saying, make me an offer. You're not prepared. You just lost. Because it goes back to that he who speaks first loses and if you do that, you're not going to be in the driver's seat of that deal. So do I want to go down that rabbit hole and chase it? Because if someone says, make me an offer, and I wind up saying, hey, I'll give you $100,000, knowing I could, you know, in their mind, they were expecting seventy five. Granted, I would have never known that, but that's still $25,000 that I could have put towards another deal, or renovation or whatever it may be kept in the bank because I spoke first. So that part of it, you have to sit there and, and kind of figure out what's going to be the best way for you to do it. Because if if I had continued like I had when I first got into it and somebody said, make me an offer and I'm an appraiser and I go out there and I say, okay, well, I'll give you $100,000 for it the appraiser mentality that's in me goes, that's a good deal. The investor side of me says I just gave away $25,000. That's not a good deal. It's a, it's, a, it's a mindset change that you have to do. So what a lot of people do, that, and, and I can't blame them because everybody's just trying to get in the business and try to understand it, but when you go in and you look at certain things, I mean, I can go into my market and go online to Google and type in We Buy Houses and pretty much the first page of the search results, every time I click on a website is gonna be the exact same. They're all coming from InvestorCare. So when you put that towards a, a seller that's out there that needs to sell their house and they see the exact same forms, the exact same websites, across the board, what's going to go through their mind? Well, it's the same company. I'm not going to keep putting in my information. It's the same company. Looks the exact same. It's just a different name. Because you all know, you've done it before. You think you're going and shopping somewhere, and then all of a sudden it takes you to a new website because they put these farm websites out there, this company buys this company, whatever it may be, and they just route the website you know, to, to the main company out there. So a seller sits there and looks at it and goes, it's the same company. So you have to think to yourself and you know, when, whenever, you're, whenever you get to that point, you think to yourself, how many deals am I actually losing every single month because I'm, in, I'm, the re, I'm the fifth result on the first page and by the time this seller has gotten to the fifth result, they've seen four other pages that look identical to mine so they don't type in the, the information on my website because they think I'm the exact same company and they think they're getting, getting scammed. There's a reason that people applaud being different. When you get these, these gurus and these templates and these automations and these things like that that, that, are, that are out there for everyone, it's, it's good for their business, but it's not good for your business. Because you can sit there, whether it be Google ads, Facebook ads, everybody, hey, copy my template, run this ad. So when somebody's scrolling on Google or Facebook and they see the exact same ad with the exact same picture, you, you start getting lost in the crowd and you're, and you're losing leads because you're, you're looking at the exact same company if you're a seller. So as the company, they always say that the branding part is the most important. Any, anything that I have with any of my companies whether I send a postcard out, I always put in a note, make sure you put the logo on the card. Never send the card without the logo. That's part of the branding, because when it, they may not give you a call right then, they, they really may not, everybody's experienced it, but when they go searching and they see that logo, they're gonna remember it. Something subconsciously in their mind They're going to remember that logo and they're going to go they've reached out to me before let me let me get in touch with them so when you look at like i said the process of things that that's the brand that goes into it because one big one big thing is you look in the nfl i would argue the patriots you can sit there and put them in the top three a lot of people put them number one name recognition they know the logo, they know the colors, they know the coach, they know Tom Brady. It's the brand. A lot of people still don't even put Tom Brady with Tampa Bay because of what, how long and, and what he did with the Patriots. When you look at Alabama, same thing. People know the A, know Nick Saban. I mean, it's, it's a brand. They put it out there, and people recognize it both of those programs are arguably, you know, the most hated and professional in professional and college sports, but it's still a brand. It's still recognizable without even any thought. Most people can tell you at least one thing about every one of those teams. So, what I'm getting at when I when I say the the branding part out, it stand out. Don't follow the crowd. Don't follow the gurus. Do your own thing. Put your own process in there, because what worked for Belichick or Saban isn't going to work for Bill O'Brien. I mean, it's just not. You look at the different, different coaches that have gone through the Patriots, they go on to be head coaches somewhere else and don't have the same success. They try to take what they learned and implement it the exact same way. Some of them will add new wrinkles and do a little bit of their own way. But you know, Bill O'Brien, for example, goes to Penn State and then he goes to Houston, and he wasn't successful at all. So that's not a that's that's not a way of doing things. You have to have your own way that works for you when you when you're in business, you have to go through say if you're you know say the website for example again, if you're spending a thousand dollars a month on the website, the s e o whatever you may be doing with that website, go back over a year's period because if you try to get a an indicator of an r o i out of a website that you is brand new so to speak, and then try to figure out whether or not you're gonna um, make any money off of that in two months you're not doing yourself any favors because they have that A-B testing so you you're setting it up to where what works what converts those kind of things you have to figure that out and it takes a good a good year to do that so it's an investment in what you're doing when you're doing these ads and things that things of that nature, it's the exact same thing. You have to do the testing. You have to put the investment in there to figure out what's going to work for your company. When you're, when you're following what these gurus say is, as the gospel, it's not going to wind up benefiting you because I've said it many times in these episodes, they're giving you just enough to give you 50%, 75% success but they're, they're, they're leaving enough out to make you come back to them to spend more money. Because every time you come back to them and ask them the question, they still control you and your business. It's okay to ask questions, but ask it to peers, not gurus. Ask others in the industry what's working for them. Take that idea. If you get that idea enough, it may work. And then you test it to see if it works for your business. When you go and you for your business portion of it, a lot of people out there hire a VA, do this, you know, cold call, those kind of things. That may work in Los Angeles, but it might not work in Virginia. I have no idea. But the way to figure that out is to test it. So when you're looking at your business as a whole, you put in in place the the key aspects of it the process that works best for you this is not an overnight success type business no business in the world is an overnight success you have to put the work into it you have to reinvest in your business and you have to constantly evolve because things are constantly changing to be able to stay ahead and stand out to be successful So when you go through and you hear these gurus and you're following everything that they're saying to the to the letter. That's successful for them because they may have the best VA in the world or they may have an employee in there that doesn't ever want to go out on their own. They may have an employee in there that says you know what I'm fine with making five thousand dollars while I watch you make a hundred a month so you may get employees in there that go hey i've been here six months i think i know everything i'm going to go out on my own and do it myself that's how most times in real estate that it works people get into real estate because they see the the potential of the money so they get in they learn a little bit and then they move on try to do it themselves some are successful some are not but the people that are moving on from your company are going to wind up trying to a copy what they saw you doing in your company. So if you're having success, they're going to you're going to become the bill check and the saving to them and they're going to be one of the assistants that goes out and tries to copy exactly what you're doing thinking they're going to have overnight success. It's a it's a it's a process of putting the right people in in, in place, having long-term stability, because when you're constantly having turnover in your company your your success is going to be limited because it's taking time it's taking time and it's taking money away from you closing deals to constantly have to focus on training new employees or figuring out you know hey i've ran these facebook ads for three months and they didn't work did you change them did you try a new ad did you test them Did you figure out why it wasn't working? Some things are just not gonna work. But if you're testing and you're trying to figure it out, eventually you'll get to something that works. Unfortunately in real estate, those lessons, that research cost a lot of money. But it's possible if you do it the right way, you plan for it the exact same way That you would anything else so when you get your you know when you were working a nine to five job you had a budget you understood exactly what you what you made every single month you understood what your mortgage or rent was you understood what your car payment was what your insurance was how much extra you were going to have every month now that you're in business why is that different it's still the exact same but a lot of people have a difficult time putting those two together because they don't realize it's the same. Everything in the business has the budget. Everything in the business has the process. So whether it be your brand, your marketing, your advertising, the people you surround yourself with, the people you listen to for advice, it's a process. You have to get trust in every single thing that you do because if you don't trust your website is going to get you leads why would you do it if you don't trust that advertising whether it be online or direct mail is going to get you leads why would you do it if you don't trust cold calling is going to get you leads why would you do it if you don't trust your employees to close deals for you or not steal from you or whatever it may be why are you gonna hire you have to get to that point in business as an owner to realize you're the umbrella and everything that your business does falls under that umbrella so you have to protect everything involved in that business and be able to to be successful by keeping it protected keeping it dry so to speak when you're looking at the employees especially trust is only so only goes so far because i mean like i said before if you're in real estate most people getting in real estate you know they get wide-eyed because they see the money involved in it think they can do it for themselves but honestly real estate is is not for everyone so if if you're one of those people that kind of is scared of taking risk or you know something like that just go in do, do what you do and do it very well. And then that way you can become a, an asset to, you know, whatever company you're working for. Negotiate a, you know, more money, whatever it may be. Because one thing that a lot of people don't realize is that you can promote in your company and you can promote yourself to incompetence. Because every single person has a ceiling of their capabilities. So if you take yourself, you're really good at acquisitions, but you're terrible at selling it. Or you're really good at selling it, but talking to somebody you know, cold isn't, is not something that you excel at. Make sure that you don't do it. I'm not saying don't try it to see if you can get better at it, but if you're not good at it, stay away from it. It's hurting you. If you're sitting there in your company and and you've got someone that is, is good at talking to people, like if you got a cold caller or you've got somebody in there that, that's good at acquisitions, let's say that the person running the company or you, for example, steps away on the day-to-day or you you think you need to put somebody in charge of everybody that can manage the office. If you take that person that's in this in charge of acquisitions and then turn around and hire them to be able to, to manage everybody. That could be a good call and it could be terrible because that person could be good at acquisitions, but terrible at managing people. How do they get along with everybody in the office? Are they an actual leader? Do people respond to them? Things like that. So you could have actually just destroyed your business because you took a very good asset away from your business and acquisitions that brought the leads in, that you know, got the contract signed, put them in charge of running the, the day-to-day, let them hire someone to do acquisitions now that is not as effective as they were. So you have just promoted within your company to the level of incompetence. You have to keep everything on a level playing field so to speak let everyone do exactly what they're best at and you'll be successful that way if you have a company as far as you being a you know the owner not every owner is a ceo some are just entrepreneurs and you have to recognize that i'm an entrepreneur i'm not a ceo never have been never will be it's not my strength so i actually just let everybody else do it. But that's because I recognize my strengths and my weaknesses. My weaknesses cost me money if I try to make them my strengths. And I don't focus on my strengths. So what I'm trying to get across to, you, to everybody here is figure out your own process. Don't sit there and copy what you hear to the letter because it's not going to work for you. Some of it will work, but if you copy it letter for letter, it's not going to work for you. You have to build your own brand, your own business, your own way of doing things for your own success. It's just how life works, whether it's personal or business. You know, some people are better at waking up at six o'clock in the morning. Some people are better waking up at nine o'clock in the morning. Whichever one works for you, do it. You don't have to be like everybody else and wake up at six o'clock in the morning. If that's not going to, if that's not what makes you productive, don't do it. That's not going to mean you're lazy. You're just maximizing your productivity. I hope that has made sense to a lot of people because I, I see a lot of, a lot of people out there that could be successful that haven't opened their eyes and opened their mind to expansion to be able to see what's actually out there what the possibilities are because they're basically just sitting there cheating off a test because they go and they hire a guru or they see these ads or whatever it may be and they go okay well I got to copy of this word for word doesn't work it's never going to work the easy way never works build your own build your brand Put the foundation down before you build the sticks and the bricks. There's a reason why you put the foundation down before a house, before the sticks and the bricks. Without it, it's not going to hold itself up. But with that, we're going to draw this episode to a close. Like I said, I hope, I hope this has made sense to a lot of people. I hope it helps you. We'll, uh, we'll be back in a couple of weeks with a, with a new episode. Thanks for listening.